First, be unreliable. Do not faithfully do what you have engaged to do. If you will only master this one habit, you will more than counterbalance the combined effect of all your virtues, howsoever great. If you like being distrusted and excluded from the best human contribution and company, this prescription is for you. Master this one habit and you will always play the role of the hare in the fable, except that instead of being outrun by one fine turtle, you will be outrun by hordes and hordes of mediocre turtles and even some mediocre turtles on crutches. That's a quote from one of Charlie Munger's speeches. Uh, the only, apparently the only um, graduation speech he ever gave, gave which was um, in Harvard. Uh, 1986 and it's part of the book uh, Poor Charlie's Almanac and it, it's like the I think towards the end or no towards the middle actually there's 11 talks uh, that Charlie Munger has given that are in this book and this is the first one and I gotta be honest with you <clears throat> if you get this book I would just skip right away to this talk I, I, I'm thinking the talks are going to be much more enjoyable the other part of the book was really cool too and it's just talking about Charlie Munger's um, his uh, philosophy for life right it's like the author kind of breaking it down and um you know grabbing from other people's who's who've been in charlie's life uh, their opinions and and then um you know just actually getting getting uh what charlie munger says from his speeches so if you don't know who charlie munger is it's um uh, he's partners with uh, warren buffett billionaire this guy is like the lesser known um, guy and together him and Warren Buffett built their their companies so yeah uh, today I want to talk about this about his first speech it's pretty cool because he uses this rule what he calls the principle of invert in inversing or the principle let's see um, yeah he does the opposite so usually most speeches graduation speeches tell you how to live a happy life and so he decided to, yeah, the inversion principle. Um, he used the inversion principle. He likes to do the opposite um, because he believes from learning, learning from what has happened in history that a lot of the times uh, uh, it's better to do the opposite to get the result that you want. And so I think it worked. It worked. I mean, it's a super entertaining speech to read because like, it's not like uh, it's it's like a little out of the ordinary. He's telling you his whole speech is about how to live a miserable life, and so by living a miserable life, you by telling you how to live a miserable life, you know exactly what to avoid, and then you can live a happy life, right? But it's just like that subtle change. I don't know why it makes it so much more interesting to read. It's funny. Um, so let's go through. There's seven pieces to living a miserable life. Seven prescriptions. And three of the first prescriptions come from um, one of the presidents, I think, uh, let's see, Johnny Carson. And um, this, uh, Charlie Munger went to a speech in, in Harvard. He, he saw 20 speeches, I think. He was By the time he, he gave the speech at Harvard. And um, the only one he remembers, he says, was um, this one, uh, this Carson speech that actually Johnny Carson gave prescriptions for how to live a miserable life. And that's the one that he remembers the most. So he says that that's why he decided to give his speech this way. And the, the three prescriptions that Carson gives for living a miser for making sure that you live a, a miserable life include 
Number one, ingesting chemicals in an effort to alter mood or perception. Number two, envy. And number three, resentment. So then he goes into these three. Um, he explains them a little more and he says like, yeah, he, he's pretty, he's older. Charlie Munger's older by the time he's giving this speech. So he's saying, yeah, I, I, uh, in my life experience, this is pretty much true. <laughs> um, you, if you get addicted to drugs or you become an alcoholic, yeah, pretty, pretty sure way to be miserable. Um, and I've, <clears throat> he hasn't tested it, but he's seen, I don't know if he's tested it actually. Um, <laughs> but envy and resentment, uh, he talks about how Carson said, yeah, I've tried this one out several times. You know, tried. I've been envious, and I've resented things several times. And I can, uh, I can say from experience that it does. It is a sure way to be miserable. Um, so those are, those are the first three. Um, and then we get to the his four extra uh, principles. Charlie, oh shit, Charlie Munger's four extra prescriptions for living an un for living a. A miserable life here we go and the first one was the, what the quote i started with first be unreliable and that one caught me because if you remember I've, i was talked about this a few weeks ago uh or maybe a few i don't know how how long it's been for you but I, this has been on my mind how i've been unreliable in the past oh look at who's here fucking carlos finally coming in at at 12 p.m how cool just playing <laughs> he had something to do um but yeah, this unreliable one really hit me. I was like, holy shit. For 25 years, I was on the verge of being living a miserable life. And looking back, I think, uh, let's see. Honestly, objectively, <sighs> hmm. have I been miserable being unreliable? I don't think I, hmm, I don't, I think I've been reliable in certain aspects. Um, wait up, I need to open the door for Carlos here. Boom. <laughs> Fucking Carlos is always on the phone. Carlos is like, dude, Carlos is such a character. I haven't talked to you about Carlos, lawyer that I work with, fucking, I'm so grateful to have met him. I consider him like a, a mentor, and it's so cool, cause I I think I understand that I you can seek out mentors, but there's some mentors that you know if you're seeking out what you want to do, you kind of just find them. And I guess I was looking for, I really wasn't looking for a specific. I was looking for people like me, and I found Carlos, and like this guy's taught me so much. Uh, cause he's kind of, he's doing the whole, he's an entrepreneur and we got very similar values. So because of that, I am so happy to learn from him and he's like objective with his life. Um, but damn, the podcast is almost over, but fuck, I'll, I'll do another podcast on like talking about Carlos and Angel, uh, going back to this. Yeah. Have I been miserable? I, I was thinking about a few things. Of when I've been unreliable, I think um, with some friends when they say like, "Oh, so obviously Caesar's not going to show up," that was like would bother me sometimes. But at the same time, I didn't want to go hang out, so I was like, "Fuck him." 
<laughs> but the other thing was I think um, where it, it affected me was uh, I guess in like love yeah I think in love maybe yeah I think the I wasn't being a, not being able to commit um, I'm more like experimenting but I could see how that's a form of unreliability and how that led to like some misery but for the most part I guess I'm starting to realize that I do have some underlying reliability in me because I've um, I make it a point to if I like with family and stuff especially with like cousins and stuff I'll show up like if I say I'm gonna show up dude I, I'm gonna fucking show up because I remember I think one of my some uncles when we were really young they would say something they were gonna do something and then they wouldn't do it and I was just like what the fuck I was like you said you were gonna do this how do you, do you not do that and I remember how that felt and and no man I, I can't do that I can't be that that to like to like the family or like people that might look up to me like because i i started to decide i'm gonna be this type of guy the guy that's like reliable the guy that the godfather so i that's how i think of myself i gotta i'm gonna be the godfather of the family <laughs> you come to me in your time of need come to me on my daughter's on my daughter's wedding and you show no respect um but man i could see yeah so unreliability uh, so that's his first prescription. His second prescription for miseries is to learn everything you possibly can from your own experiencing experiences, minimizing what you learn vicariously from good and bad experiences of others living and dead. That one's a super interesting one. I want to read further here what, it, what he says. You can see the results of not learning from others' mistakes by simply looking, looking about you. How little originality there is in the common disasters of mankind. Drunk driving deaths. Reckless driving. Maiming incurable venereal diseases. Conversion of bright college students into brainwashed zomb zombies as members of destructive cults. Business failures through repetition of obvious mistakes made by pre predecessors. Various forms of crowd folly. And so on. Um... Yeah, this one's in, this one. Yeah, it makes sense. It, it makes fucking sense, and it made me think about like that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, not that, and maybe I'm just reinforcing right what I'm doing. But, but it's just like yeah, like why I don't get it. And and I've done this. I've fucking done this. I've when I've steered from like from. Um, you know, there's certain things I know I shouldn't do. And I early on, I was like, I, I'm not going to do this because it just seems like a way to uh, get an outcome that I don't want. The times that I've gone away from that principle, it's like hit me right in the fucking face. <laughs> and, uh, and, and when I'm dealing with the consequences, I'll, all I'm thinking is like, you fucking knew this. Why did you do this? You, you, you knew this. You knew this was a possibility. You knew all you had to do was just not do what everyone else is doing. And here you are. Yet here you are. And so, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. For like, you know, for me, specifically my personality, that's why it made a lot of sense to like, dude, 
I could like if one day I really feel like, oh, dude, you know what, man? Entrepreneurship's not for me or maybe I don't I actually don't want to build a business. Okay, fine, fine. But right now I kind of feel like that's what I want to do. So let's do it now. And then um, if, if that that thought comes in later, well, yeah, fucking let's shift. Yeah. But it's just kind of like all the advice seems to be like, oh, you're so young, like go travel. And, you know, do everything you want to do because, like, when you get kids and when you get married, you're not going to have any time. Yet, a lot of people I still see, I still see fucking waiting and not doing all those things and, and just, uh, and then and then they get married or they have kids and then and they haven't done what they wanted to do. Unless that's what they wanted to do, I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you, bro. And that's what I think about it for me. I'm like that's why I've I've taken a lot of decisions that I've taken like I knew that I would look in the mirror and just be like I don't know what you want me to tell you bro you did exactly what everyone always said not to do you didn't do what you wanted um this one makes a lot of sense <laughs> what up bro what up are you dude? doing a are you doing a podcast yeah I'm doing the pod oh, I dude. talked about you for oh, a little shit. bit yeah uh yeah. dude uh yeah I'll talk to you after this and uh, the next one, the next one, the next one. What is the next one? That was Carlos. Ah, my third prescription to you for misery is to go down and stay down when you get your first, second, or third severe reverse in the battle of life. Because there is so much adversity out there, even for the lucky and wise. This will guarantee that in due course, you will be permanently mired in misery. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Interesting. So meaning like you hit a problem, you hit like a, a point in life that where it's like, oh, fuck, my leg's broken or like, ah, shit. Well, that didn't work out. I just lost all my money. Yeah. Uh, giving into that. And I, I think I've been there several times like, oh, well, like the, the girl broke up with me and now it's over. And I thought she was the love of my life. And now it's over. I you I clearly in those situations, there are clear, clearly two paths. One, give in to like just being miserable. And like, oh, this is life now. I'm going to be sad. And then the other path, which is like, fuck that. <laughs> fuck all that. I'm going to fucking make this happen. I'm going to live a happy life. I'm going to find a way. This is just another part of the book. This is just, uh, I'm going to roll with it. Roll with it. Maybe this is part of the story. No, this is part of the story. And then that's how I get hyped again. But from the, uh, when he's talking about this, this prescription for being miserable, which is like, uh, uh, which is uh, go down and stay down, right? One of the things that comes up is a way to tackle problems. And it comes from um, Epictetus. No, no these, these older, um, who is it? These older, like these people from like way, way long ago in history. Uh, Jacoby, I think he was like an algebraist guy, an algebra guy. Um, he had a rule. It was invert, always invert. And then he goes on to talk about uh, all these examples in history of people who did things, amazing things for humanity. Einstein, uh, Darwin. Uh, who else did he mention here? Um, Charles Darwin, Einstein. But what he talks about is how these people inverted. Like they were, well, everyone else was doing one thing, right? Doing the, the more like obvious thing. Um, 
and they kept doing it and doing it and nobody was getting the result uh like einstein did a 180 and decided to like take a completely approach so then he found relativity darwin apparently took a different completely approach but like this guy this guy jacoby had a rule invert always invert it is in the nature of things as jacoby knew that many hard problems are best solved only when they are addressed backwards and you know being a huge uh student of tim ferris this is like one of his biggest principles and i like it when i get like go farther back in time when i find somebody who's much older that i know like oh dude this guy probably tim ferris probably learned from this guy or maybe he learned from whoever charlie munger learned from and so yeah i like the idea of continuing to go back in time until we get to the source it's pretty cool so then we can start to think from like uh what they call like first principles from like the source of where everything came from and it's like in dancing like in dancing uh, when I was in Colombia, I looked for a, a, a teacher who could teach me how to dance. Like, I just, and I still have to learn how to move wherever I want to. Meaning that, like, dude, don't teach me, like, routines. Teach me the very fundamental of, like, what dance is. So that I can just, like, create my own routines. And that is, like, knowing, moving your, really dancing with your entire body and shifting the weight on each step. That's what, like, in at least salsa is. Like, you don't even have to, like, you, you really stop thinking about, like, steps when your entire body's weight is on one side or the other and you know what's next. I, I know that's kind of hard to understand unless you've danced, but it's, like, the, the basis of where it all comes from, all the moves and stuff. <sighs> so, moving on. What are we on, number three or uh, I don't even know uh let's see i think we were at number three fuck one second here one second oh man the result was invert invert my final prescription invert always invert perhaps oh okay 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 no honestly not okay let's see my third prescription for misery is to go down. Yeah, yeah, invert. Okay, my final prescription to you for life of fuzzy thinking and infelicity, infel infelicity is to ignore a story they told me when I was very young about a rustic who said, I wish I knew where I was going to die and then I'd never go there. Most people smile, as you did, at the rustic's ignorance and ignore his basic wisdom. If my experience is any guide, the rustic's approach is to avoid is to be avoided at all costs by someone bent on misery. To help fail, you should discount as a as mere quirk, with no useful message, the method of the rustic, which is the same one used in Carson's speech. This final prescription is interesting because it's like uh, yeah, it sounds kind of dumb when you think about it like i wish i knew where i was going to die and then i never go there obviously you can't know where you're going to die but like what does that guy mean it's just like don't do stupid things that'll kill you if you're having fun in life like if fun if life is so fun this is how i'm taking it if life is so fun why would you ever why would you ever want to like die yeah i guess at some point you would want to die at least i would 
<laughs> at some point I would know want to know where actually I'm gonna be honest with you now that I'm reading rereading this I don't know if I really understand this so maybe this is something you can help me out with um, ah no 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 not, yeah I just don't understand this one interesting um, again that's it that's uh those are charlie munger's uh advice for living a miserable life oh i wanted to end it with um with with charlie munger how he ends his speech uh interpret being true to yourself as requiring that you retain every notion of your youth oh well yeah finally minimizing oh well, one of the one of the next ones was like to minimize objectivity i guess that wasn't the last one but like be objective if you if you don't be if you uh, always be he talks about like always learning and if you're not always learning if you actually stop learning that's one way to be miserable if you just accept all the beliefs that you had in your youth and you say like no that, that was it and you just get really you don't have an open mind he's like that's a great way to one not get rich and two be miserable um so there's that and he wanted to end the speech with, um, he said, it is hitting that a backwards sort of speech end with a backwards sort of toast. Inspired by Eliu Root's repeated accounts of how the dog went to Dover, leg over leg. To the class of 1986, gentlemen, may each of you rise by spending each day of a long life aiming low. And that's the end of his speech. At the Dose of Caesar is where you can message me. Let's talk about what you're reading, what you're learning, and we'll talk to you next time.